Oh, disaster. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. With me as, is Doug Ottawa. You've had an opportunity here, Doug. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, I, I won't tell the other guests, but he's my favorite guest. That's why he's here all the time. So <laughs> I won't editor. tell him either. Yeah, you have a good plan. He is the editor-in-chief of Mile High Sports Magazine. He'll be joining us. And as always, our podcast is brought to you by our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, uh, just uh, basically the opposite corner of Blake Street and 20th from Coors Field. You can get right over there in seconds from the park or to the park. So perfect place for pregame, postgame, or watch the game when they're out of town because the Rockies will have a lot going that way soon enough as well. Uh, make sure you check them out. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, a great locally sourced rotating menu. It is all Colorado through and through. Plus, it's my favorite rooftop bar in town. Check them out at tap14.com. Spell it out, tap14.com. We're going to focus today on the Rockies MVP of the season. And it's not Nolan Arenado. Right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that back in May? It is Trevor Story in his second uh, full season with the Rockies. The, the, he has been absolutely uh, electric. This has been a phenomenal season for him. Everything about it ha- has just been fantastic. And we're going to look at how he's basically matured over the course uh, of, of his career here. This has been pretty fascinating to see. He was always a pretty good out, a pretty good shortstop defensively, and that's getting overlooked by his offense. But uh, to me, Doug, he is not, let's kind of start there. He is not that far off from Troy Tulowitzki, even at his peak. Oh, no. I mean, I think he's, you know, offensively, he strikes me as a guy that, and look, Troy Tulowitzki had some phenomenal moments, but one of the knocks on him was that he, seemingly did not come through in the clutch regularly. And Trevor Story has all season. Um, I think Trevor Story has shown, you called it maturity early earlier on, and I think that's the best word for him because, you know, it, people were pretty down on him earlier in the season. He's learned how to be a professional hitter. Yeah, he can hit for power, and he can hit, you know, what was it, a quarter mile worth of home runs right, in a game. Right, right. But... He is learning to be a professional hitter. He doesn't always swing for the fences. He doesn't strike out near like what he was in April. And and I think that's just uh, it, the, people forget he's a he's a kid still. He's so young. He's twenty three years old. And and uh, you know it's it's amazing to see kind of his progression throughout the course of just this season, not much less his career. The, the strikeouts obviously are going to be an issue, but you're right. He's not striking out to the same uh, rate as he was, uh, especially he's drawing more walks, so the walk-to-strikeout ratio has improved. In that regard, he's very much, there is a part of me that my skin crawls a little watching that many strikeouts, but he is a, a very 2018 baseball player. The, the, the current game does not worry that much about the strikeouts as long as you are generating enough extra base hits. And and you're talking about a guy now that is massive extra base hits. You know, you're uh, nearing the league lead in, he's right up there in league leaders in doubles. He's up there in home runs, he's up there in RBI. And plus he's also one of the few guys left that still steals bases. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's, 
on pace for a 30-30 season. Nobody at any position has had a 30-30 season since Mike Trout did it in 2012. So you're talking about rarefied air, and, and there are other good offensive shortstops in the National League. Uh, Javier Baez comes to mind right off the bat. Uh, Trey Turner, the, the speedster for Washington, uh, certainly is a guy that, that fits that bill as well, even though it's different than the way Trevor Story gets his offense done. But neither of those guys are in Story's class as a fielder either. So as an all-around shortstop, you can make a very good argument that Trevor Story might be the best shortstop in the game. And last year we were talking about, he's interesting. Maybe he's got some pop, but he's not going to be a high-average hitter. He's not going to be a big on-base guy. You're going to have to put him in the lower part of the lineup and hope that he kind of pops a home run. Not so much. He's looking like a middle-of-the-order force. And I'm, I'm beginning to wonder, actually, if the Rockies need to talk to his agent at the end of the year and do what they've done in the past with guys like Tulowitzki, with guys even like Helton in the past, or Carlos Gonzalez, and say, hey, you know what? You're not a free agent for quite a few years. How about we tear up your current contract, give you a decent amount of money, nothing outlandish, but we'll push your free agency back three, four years more. I think the Rockies ought to entertain that right now. Absolutely. I mean, this is a guy that makes just barely over half a million dollars a year, and he's playing at the best level in the game at his position and, and like you said 23 yeah i mean it's he his he i actually said this the other night my dad and i were at the game he is baseball's best bargain period at the moment i mean there's nobody else who has more value at his salary level or at any salary level for that matter is in the game right now the only competitor you could even think of is maybe aaron nola the the phillies pitcher who's basically getting Cy Young consideration on his rookie deal yeah. but i mean that's it? Yeah, I mean he's he's easily the best value in baseball right now. But you know if if you think about it, I mean he does, and and one of the reasons he is that value is not because he's a big home run hitter, but because he is the quintessential all around player. I mean your most valuable defensive player on any team really is going to be your shortstop and your center fielder. He is playing the shortstop position as well or better than Troy Tulowitzki. Um, he is hitting for power he's hitting he's back hitting for average now but once he's on the base he once he's he's on, he too. is a threat on the base path and and that's you know whether you're talking about doubles or triples is not as important as when he's on first he still has the ability to steal he he, he should finish with 30 steals pretty easily this season um but he's also a guy who he goes first to home and and right. makes teams Puts pressure on other defenses all the time. And in a terrific doubles park, which the cruise yeah. field is, it's a huge advantage because he can score from home on essentially I mean, any double. He's a great, great athlete. First, I right. mean, he's just, he, that's, and he's, look, I, I, I hate durable. to, even, I was just going to say, I hate to jinx this, but he yeah. is durable. I mean, he had a freak injury as a rookie, um, sliding in and, and messing up his thumb, but like, Otherwise, he's just been the picture of durability. I mean, he's a workhorse. Yeah, he really is. And I, uh, I, I, I think we goofed up and said he was 23. He's 25. Sorry about that uh, confusion there. But uh, I, That was my fault. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I, went, I went to his 22nd birthday party. and then, you know, Oh, it yeah. Seemed like yesterday. It seemed like it was yesterday because yeah. it was so cool. I get my bad. It. I get it. Uh, <laughs> 25, still very young. Remember that uh, most baseball players traditionally don't even hit their prime until they reach 27 years old. So he's not even there yet. Right. Uh, this has been absolutely remarkable to watch. And uh, going down the road, 
all of a sudden he might be the best enticement for Nolan Arenado too. Charlie Blackman, is, you talked about it, the most important defensive positions. Charlie Blackman's in center, signed long-term. Trevor Story is here long-term. He's mm-hmm. just getting started. Whether the Rockies give him some uh, deal to extend him and reward him, which they probably should, or not, he's here. Nolan Arenado, the best defensive third baseman in the game, probably the along with catcher right there is importance. Maybe that's an enticement as well. Now you have a team that's competing for playoff spots in multiple seasons. You have some of your most important players locked down for the long term. And if you listen to our last podcast, I, I pointed out that the Rockies, uh, at the time we recorded it, at least last Friday before the Dodgers series, had not had a single player over 30 start a game for them this season. It's a young rotation. This looks like a pretty good place. The Rockies are going to be able to make a pretty compelling bid for for Nolan Arenado, uh, given all those sort of things as well. But yeah, in Story's case, you could make the argument, and it, it, it sounds crazy at the beginning of the year, if the Rockies win the NL West, is there a reason you wouldn't vote for Trevor Story for MVP? Oh, I mean the the only reason I mean, Chris you Bryant's wouldn't. been hurt yeah. for most of the year, and, and the and normal it's not going to be Bryce Harper, right? I mean, what I'm about to say doesn't have anything to do with other players who might be looked at uh, in the same light or deservingly looked at. It, it has everything to do with what will happen, as is the case every year. People will look at his stats and they'll look at the fact that he plays at Coors Field, and yep. they they won't take into consideration that he does every single thing in baseball very well at the moment. Um, I don't think he'll win the MVP, um, but he definitely should be in that conversation, and he and he would get my vote, no question. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the unfortunate part of it. But I do think this. I will say this. The Rockies have never done themselves any favors by not winning the division because they have had those MVP-type candidates, but they never win the division, so it's really difficult for writers to overlook that. And I think in this case, if they hold tight and Trevor Story has one of those sports center moment kind of nights yeah, like he, he did. Yeah. And he's finishing with high 30s, being the only 30-30 guy in the game, finishing with high 30s home runs and and being the most dominant hitter, which is still hard to believe because Nolan Arenado is as good as anybody. Uh, on a division-winning team? I think, you, say no? I think you have to look at all those things. And and I think Trevor Story has made people pay attention to him. And and. and you know, look, the, every, if you're recovering baseball and you're doing a good job, you should have noticed what he's been doing a long time ago. But the fact that he had that three-home run night, uh, the fact that he's going to be a 30-for-30 30 30 guy, which is rare now, and the fact that his team is in position to win the division, and if they do win the division, I don't know how you ignore those things. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. And obviously for the Rockies, and even for Trevor's story, the awards are nice, but the awards don't get you anything. It's wins thereafter. It's a playoff position thereafter. And they will continue to pursue that now as they continue to work their way through September in a, in a what is easily the most entertaining September in a while. The last year's run was was fun as they snuck in, but as we watch the team this last few months, this feels like it's it, they deserve to be there. And so you you have confidence that you're looking forward to it every day and looking for something that's a a lot of fun to watch. And Trevor Story is right at the heart of it. It's been really remarkable, uh, especially given the past couple weeks when Nolan Arnauto was cold. Uh, Story was uh, not carrying them entirely. Nobody in baseball really does that, but but, uh, making it up for a lot of it and making sure that the Rockies offense hasn't skipped a beat. So it's been uh, a real treat. And there aren't too many times um, 
where I'm delighted to tell people I was wrong about something. But I was wrong about Trevor Story. Last year when we were doing this podcast, I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to settle. It was good defensively, not elite, but good. Good enough, certainly. And settle into the 240, 250 hitter with, with big-time pop. Uh, I'm delighted to say I was wrong because this far into the season with those numbers, uh, that's not a fluke. Will he have to adjust probably next year when everyone spends uh, a winter going, that's an MVP candidate, we better watch a little more film on him? Yeah, they will. But uh, if he doesn't ever have this kind of season again, but he's close to it, no one's going to complain about that. Right, and and I think the difference between Trevor Story defensively is he just looks smooth compared to what he... I think he had the ability all along last year, but... He just looks very, very natural playing defense at the shortstop position now. I think offensively, you know, what we saw from the beginning of the season to the end, or to now, I should say, um, it's been a really, really important trans- transition because he is all of a sudden a hitter. He's not just a swinger. He's not a slugger. He's, yeah, he, yes. he, he, he can There is hit. a difference. And, and he, you know, I, I just looked at that. He, he'll finish with over 100 RBIs. That's someone who understands situational hitting. That's not all home runs. I mean, that's so. I mean, what he's become in the last, oh, let's call it 18 months is is really, really impressive. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch, and, and it's something that's going to be fun to watch for the Rockies. The nice thing is, we've talked about the trepidation about Nolan Arenado's future. Don't worry about Trevor Story. He's here one way or the other. He's here because he's just getting started. Thanks to Doug Ottawill. Uh, make sure you check out the latest Mile High Sports magazine. And, of course, as always, a new one will be coming pretty quickly. So uh, you stay on top of that. You can actually go to MileHighSports.com and you can get uh, the subscription to that if you'd like it sent to your place. It's easy to do. And if you're one of these people who's listening from afar, not in Colorado, and I know you're there because it's digital and we get to find out where you're listening from, uh, first and foremost, uh, it's a great way to keep in touch of all Colorado sports of which you know we know you're a fan so make sure you check out the magazine as well and follow doug on twitter uh, as well he's a very entertaining guy so uh, very oh sure insightful I'm real mu- barrel of monkeys what i tell everyone is this insightful <laughs> musings that's what i say insightful <laughs> musings from doug ottawill d ottawill on twitter my name is sean drotar that's s-d-r-o-t-a-r on twitter the uh Traditional spelling of Drotar? Sure. I guess. I've never really run into any other ones, so I'll just assume it is. But (laughs) thank you very much for listening. Make sure you check out our friends at tap14.com because you're going to want to be down in the Coors Field area in September, and that's the best spot to go. Tap14.com. Spell it out. For Doug, I'm Sean. This is Mile High Sports. Boom.